And we were talking about the knowledge that we see from between the lines of the halakha. That Chazal had of animals, of space, of the physical, of the human body. And even though they didn't write books on medicine, but from the application of the rules of medicine to trefus or to other halakhas, we understand how well they understood the system. Right. Okay, so we gave some examples. In the previous year, and we're going to give a few more today. Again, we're holding right at the end of Naimah Haravi. In the Pizari, he gives a few more examples also. So, he says, We look in the Chachmasam, Vedakusam, or Vedikdukam, Vedaros, Tasvayati, Pernayma, Vesu. This is a tremendous, amazing halakha. There's Din of Drusu, which is one of the trapists. And the halakha is like this. There are some animals which we say that if they're going to attack and a domestic animal. So their claws have a certain, Gemara uh, says, eris. Eris is poison. poison, but we probably assume some kind of bacteria which are in the claws of certain animals. And if they're going to stick their claws into and puncture the skin of a kosher animal, then it's going to get sick and die. Whereas other animals, even if they're also going to attack an animal, but we don't say their claws have this bacteria, and if they're not going to cause the same effect. And it's not if an animal bites the other animal or gores the other animal, specifically it's nails. That seems to be the source of this infection which the Gemara calls Eris. And now the Gemara says it depends which animal caused the damage. And the Gemara knew which animals their claws would inflict infection. Which again, if you're talking in a world which doesn't understand what antibiotics were or bacteria was, it's an unbelievable statement to make and Hazal knew that. Well, they thought it was poison. <clears throat> yeah, but still to see which, know which animals have this effect and on which animals has this effect. So, for example, they say Drusus Sakhasul, the cat, by Nemea, and Nemea is variously translated as. A leopard? Uh, no, it's a nightmare. And Nemea is a small little animal. Uh, maybe it's a weasel, so maybe it's uh, some <coughs> other little like, feline thing. Uh, but if they would attack a Gdi or a Tle, which means a lamb or a goat, then if it punched the skin, it would render it to Trefer. Or Drusus Fulda, the upper, a weasel, would attack a bird. The armor and Drusus are sure. And Drusus are killed. Whereas a dog and a fox, they don't have this in bacteria in their nails, they don't cause that effect. And so they address enemy dust, which is also something which really I don't understand, what Sigmar says. And that is if the animal only inflicts this damage when it's terrorist, when it tries to attack something, intended to attack. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the protecting if it was protecting itself or just fell and landed on the other animal with its claws and uh, hit it, that wouldn't cause this wouldn't cause this effect because it wasn't intending to attack. And Andrew said, it has to be alive, the animal is the attacker. But Andrew said, it has to be nails, like Bashain. But Andrew said, it has to be paws, like regular, with the hind legs. And so much energy, there is much of ice about the chime, and it has only with the claws of their forelegs. And Kavanah may have al chime, which means the animal isn't trying to attack. They have a mikrash, you have to see point of a boss of a moment, just happens to scratch it on his way past. We believe Kavanah's wrist without attempting to attack it. And that's what makes it hard to understand why it could be a bacteria. Because if it would just be a natural bacteria, then it shouldn't make a difference if you try to attack or not. If the bacteria is there and it's going to infiltrate into the animal because it functions its skin, then it should happen either way around. And well, in fact, well, I saw this once before in Dafyam, maybe discussed it, okay. maybe. It could be because those animals, as you know, some animals have retractable claws, and that's what, and then they would only extend their claws when they're attacking, not just when they happen to scratch something. And it's maybe it's that area of the claw which is sometimes hidden by the skin or by the fur, that when it comes out, it has this uh, eris in it. Once again, if that's the case, we could have an expression of what Chazal say. 
the knowledge of such an event would be way ahead of what yeah. the world knew at the time of Chazal, and then that's again it was arrived at the head of the Torah of how the of the Torah of how the body animals were. If we would, let's say, detach the, the pore of a cat, and now we'd stick its, its claws into an animal, it wouldn't have that effect. It has to be the animals alive that it can do that. It only puts that eris, that infection, or that bacteria, whatever you want to call it, into the other animal when it puts out its claws into him. Is that by itself? Okay, Amma Mechaim, Achashama Midas. It's two different things. And that would be again, once animals die, the claws don't necessarily come, or they retract and they don't come forward anymore. So even if its claws would prick something, it wouldn't have the same effect. That's, so we see here also the Chazal's knowledge of how the body works and how both the, the attacker's body, you know, how its claws work. And also the victim's body, and the effect it's going to have on it, it's going to give this areas which is going to cause whatever internal infection, which will eventually kill it. If the animal is this liver, as long as this little kazai is next to the gallbladder, it will regenerate itself, and it will be kosher. That's something to that we know in science, that the liver is a, regenerates, and that's why a person can give half his liver as a transplant, and both people will be okay because the liver grows back. It's the only internal organ that does that. And uh, of course, before they knew how to do surgery and, and, that, and detach parts of the liver to see that the lobes can regenerate, there was no way the world knew that, but Chazal said that. And if you find the animal, then even as long as the kazai is whatever left, even though the whole liver is a very big organ, as long as there's something left, it's not a trade, the, the liver will regenerate. Mugla is a certain, like, pass, which if you have in the lungs isn't the problem, it's kosher. If you find in the kidney, it's trip. That's a sign of something wrong with it. And so in the other way around, Naim Zakim. If you find water, Beneka, or a hole, it's possible, kosher will it's the other way around. If you find water in the lungs, it's a sign of something wrong with the animal, it's a trip. You find water in the kidneys, that's normal. And so once again, it's showing us the systems of how Chazal could differentiate between different parts of the body and how they would... Uh, how they would uh, know which, in which case someone was a draper or not a draper. But Armin, this is another interesting case, a glut, an animal which has lost its skin. For whatever reason, how much of a skin surface can the animal lose as called a draper? It's obviously not talking about pouring blood, there must be some, uh, some membrane underneath which stops the bleeding, but if you take off the, the skin of the animal, at what stage do we say it's a draper? So the uh, Gemara says, if you have the width of a coin, a seller is a coin, the width of, and the whole way down it's fine, if that's the only skin left in the animal, it's kosher because the whole skin will grow back again from that. Wow. Which is amazing. You have a whole animal which has lost its skin, all that's left is a thin strip along its spinal cord, it'll be fine, that will recover. Amazing. Whereas if it loses that, it's going to die. Um, again, I'm not sure today if they've ever tried to explore that, how much of skin surface an animal can lose and still stay alive, but you have a chazal on it. Interesting. And therefore we can measure if it's a, if, if it's a trap or not like that. Yes, it's a trap. Similarly, if you're going to go to all the things which are considered a mum, in other words, something wrong with the body, whether by the side animal or by a person, the afkamina is that an animal which has a mum can't be brought as a carbon, a person has a mum can't be the kayan, 
And so again, once Chazal understood the body very well, and so different things which could happen, what would be considered a mum which is ayver, which means a mum which is temporary and the body can heal itself, or a mum which is kavur, which means something which is permanent and the body can't heal itself. So we can give all these things as uh, rise of Chazal's knowledge of the body.
So it's not like then the body worked completely differently, and today the uh, things have changed and the body works in a completely unrecognizable way to what they thought then. Maybe they didn't understand enough then, they couldn't explore it fully then in their microscopes or uh, blood tests, whatever the tools they have today to diagnose things, but we assume the body worked the same way. So what were they doing? How did that medicine work? So there are three fundamental answers in the Rishani. You can ask the question where I asked it from the Matthias, you can ask the question that way as well. Very often, especially in a place like Masechus Ketu, in the beginning of the seventh parak, the Gemara gives pages and pages of refuels for various maladies. You can try this and you do that, and you, you take seven snails and you burn them and you use the ash to rub on this, or you take seven cats and you do this, or whatever it's going to be, you take seven leaves of a tree and you have to around your head. There are all kinds of very unusual sounding remedies. And uh, the Rishonim grappled with the question that if the Gemara says these things work, we assume that they worked. That's what the Gemara yeah. is saying. The Gemara is telling you that this was the way to heal, 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 cure illnesses. Well, does that mean we're going to try this today as well? And it's pretty much unanimous in the Rishonim that not. And the question is, well, why not? Why not? What's changed? If it worked for them, why should it work for us? We're us the people. So here we have the same Machlai Mr. Rishonim. Now it's hard to understand how there was different periods of time when different things worked. So, the one easy answer which uh, some of the Rishonim use is, it could be that the answer is that the Mahalchim of Chazal would work if we knew exactly how to do it. But even if we know what ingredients to use, we don't know what order to combine them, we don't know how long to cook them for, we don't know what the apple is going to look like. So, it's like we're given the ingredients without the recipe. So, it doesn't help us. We can't really, in other words, the starting point would be, these things would work if we knew how to do them, but we don't know how to do them. We don't know how to do them, we don't know exactly what the, uh, what the process was. And so therefore, unfortunately, we, we, even though if we would be able to do it, which would help, but we don't know how to do it. And so the, the counter question that always is, okay, well, what, what harm is there in trying? So, you know, it could hurt somebody. Oh, so the answer is going to be, if we don't know what we're doing, it could be something which is bad for the person. So if we don't, if we don't understand exactly what to put it together, it's like, the chemist who thinks, well, you know what, I've got these various, like, various powders here. You know, I don't know exactly what I'm going to give the guy, but let's try. I can't hurt him. The answer is, yes, I can. If you're dealing with things which could affect the person, so you could cause a negative effect to it. So it doesn't show take the position that the body hasn't changed, and the world hasn't changed, and people need to use Chazal's cure as well, and good, we just don't know how to do it. That's one approach. The other approach, and this is a much more fascinating approach, and that is that... Really, we're not allowed to try the, the, the cures of the Gemara today. Why? Because they won't work. And why won't they work? So this starts with a very fascinating starting point. A prelude to the conversation. And that is that, really, the fact that medicine works is a chiddush. Because, like, you know, a person gets sick because Hashem decides to make them sick. So why can you interfere in the and make them better? If they're meant to be sick, they'll be sick. If Hashem wants to heal them, he'll heal them. So what's your interference in making them better? So they have a pasuk that Nathan Rishus the right and the rapos. Hashem let doctors try. So if it's already a, so some, to some level a chiddush that a doctor is allowed to try. So now that's the case. Then Hashem is going to help whatever whatever people think. That's what's going to help. Want to try that? Do that. Want to try this? Do this. It doesn't make a difference what you try because at the end of the day Hashem is going to heal the person. And the doctor is just attempting what he knows to try and heal the person that way. So it's not like it's really going to make a difference. That this is a cure and that's not. That's whatever the medical knowledge of the time was. And that's what the doctors would do. So that was the agency Hashem used to heal the person. 
So it could be that the way we understand the body today, these things made no sense. And they wouldn't have, to do today won't work, because that's not the way we understand the body, and it's not the way we understand how the body works. But that's why they didn't, that's the way they understood the body then. And that's why they used to think the body worked, and based on that, they, 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 they treated the person. And if Hashem is going to allow doctors to kill, cure people, so then, whatever you're going to do as something to cure a person, Hashem will allow it to work. That's the, that's the logic of why in different generations there have been radically different ways to treat illness, and it seems to have worked in each time. That's the Amuna side. That's the Amuna side. If you have Amuna that this doctor has the proper food. Right, right. Then we have to try what we know. And then around the fact that Hashem knew the right to bus, so we're just doing what we can do. And of course, there were times we need more, we need less, and that's what we know, that's what we're able to attempt, and you do the rest of them. That would be the second side. And therefore, what they did in the times of the Gemara was based on understanding the time of the Gemara. And what we're doing today is based on understanding of today. And uh, in each time, based on what people understand, uh, that's what's going to be. Yeah, someone's going to have to say, uh, someone who was significantly overweight and uh, didn't eat healthily, smoked a lot. And they said, oh, the doctor's telling me if I can't, I'm going to die. I have to go and wait, I have to change my diet, I have to stop smoking. I understand. My father did all of these things. He lived all his nineties. So why should, why why should I think it's according to my life if I just follow the same track? I try to explain this point to him. I said maybe your father didn't realize the danger of uh, in, uh, arteries getting clogged up with fat. You know, he lived 70, 70 years ago. Maybe he didn't realize the danger of smoking. So in that world, the, the what medicine knew, the way to, the, the, what was considered dangerous and wasn't considered dangerous was different. So he didn't do anything wrong. But today, if this way we understand the body, then you have to work with the knowledge of today. It will make a difference. That's Hashem, that's Hashem Kiri works with as well. So that's okay. So we can't say why the Chazal has the treatments of today. Chazal has the treatments of then. And they were as effective for people then, if that's what they attempted to do, as for people today, what the people to attempt to do today. That's the second answer. The third answer is that it's a spin-off of the same idea, but that is, if sickness comes from an underlying spiritual problem. So Chazal didn't look to go to the physical way of how to cure the person because that's just dealing with the symptom, not with the problem. And Chazal were aware of how the body worked, that we can see from all that Abhazal gave us, but they didn't get, but what's the way to treat the body? Ideally, the way to treat the person is fix the problem which the person did wrong, that's why she made him sick. Uh, and today, that, the, the focus is deal with the symptoms. So we, we can see the physical element, deal with the element. Rather than let's try and understand where the problem began from and to fix that instead. So, which means that Chazal's knowledge of the body that if is is correct, even if they don't use the same techniques to heal the body that we have today. So at that point, they would have a spiritual remedy as well. Right, and it actually seems like some of the things that Gemara mentions seem to be more working in the spiritual than in the physical nature. As if it says say certain words or or do certain things which seem to be more having a spiritual effect than a physical one. But yes, we have the same idea. Okay, so that's the... So now the Kuzari is going to summarize, the husband summarizes what he says. He says, Malamit Shebarak Adish Barakho Kananiyas Ba'alam. The Huasko Be'yechol Nenecho, Hashem made you, Be'yechol Nenecho, literally he set you up. The Chazal Darish to me, the Hashem created Kananiyas. Kananiyas are different systems which work to hold different things within the body. Kibin Shalitzach, for Achos Mehem, and if any of those systems would stop working, the person wouldn't live. So Hashem would create lots of systems in the body which need to work perfectly in order to maintain a person's life. 
resolve the same sodium same thing, they can tell the difference in different kinds of blood and see what the, where the origin of that blood was. It's also a certain uh, the idea of how the body works and therefore we have to see by the shade of blood exactly which blood it was. Uh, damage came from injury as opposed to damage came from trauma as opposed to damage came from childbirth they could see the differences between them different kinds of tumor again they understand how the system works to be able to get stuck in these things and how different shades affected the skin exactly which one what, what effects it would have which are all beyond our understanding. And therefore, the Hazari finishes the Shah that you asked me, did the Chachamim know medicine? Did they understand the body? Yes. Do we have books? The matter had books there, we lost the books. So, how do you know they understood? Just look in the Torah. And they kind of talk about Psachim in all these different areas and how they understood Dalach in all these different parts of the Torah. And you'll see that the proficiency they had in knowledge of the body. Knowledge of the body because that's always the, same, the second part of Psach. I'll finish with this. There's two parts of Psach. The one part of Paschaling is now the Halacha. The second part of Paschaling is now the Matthias. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one can learn the Halacha of Arab Minim inside out, but unless you've actually been to the field and looked at the Israel and seen what the problems are and seen what the Chazal are talking about, you're not really going to be able to put the two together. You can learn the Chastrapus and exactly what the Gemara says is the din of each organ in the animal, but unless you're actually going to see the organs and see what the Gemara means, so you don't have that understanding. And so besides for the knowledge of terror that Chazal had to have, they had to have a knowledge of, the, of what they were talking about too, in order to apply their terror. And that's what the Chacham says, you see from that, obviously what interested them was the terror, but you see from being able to understand the system, in order to apply the terror, the knowledge that they had of the system. And that hasn't changed until today. The difference then is that then Chazal has, has a Halakha Mishim Sinah, as a Messiah, we don't have a Halakha Mishim Sinah, but even today, if a rabbi is going to pass it on something, he has to understand it. Right. Uh, you can't pass it. And if it talks today, it's talking about pascaling on medical procedures, what's safe and what's not safe, what should be done, shouldn't be done, or pascaling on what can be used in Shabbos and understanding how electrical circuits work and exactly what's happening. Without a very good knowledge of what's going on, it, it sucks not of that. It means you don't understand the Matthias, which we've seen. Rabbanim has done this pascaling, when you talk to them, you see that they don't, they don't really understand what's going on. So the psak doesn't make sense. You aren't applying it to the, the reality. Whereas a rabbi wants to pass them properly, he has to first analyze and understand fully the topic and what's happening, and then he can give up suffering. I've heard it before, I'll say it again. Rav Zalman Arbach says that when he wanted to write the halachas of using a refrigerator on Shabbos, he said he knew this would be so well, he could have pulled a refrigerator. He understood exactly how the system worked, and that's what you need. And that's why uh, we can't think that the Chacham is no less when it comes to how the physical world runs on the country, they have to know more. We have to know which illness is because nefesh and we can mechal Shabbos from which isn't. We have to know what is considered a chatzitz and what's not. What is considered a drinks and Shabbos from what isn't. What is considered a, you know, a cashless, like what, 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 is, what is going to transfer taste and, is, and, the, and all these things that need the knowledge of the physical world. Which, again, now maybe we have to learn because we don't have the Sarah, but then the Chazal had it ahead of their time. And that satisfies the Chazal. He answered now two questions the king. The first one was, how do you know that Chazal explained how the world came to be? And the second one is, how do you understand, how do you understand the, the understanding of the system of the world? And here he's going to say,